Hello, I'm Hannah Blankenship. I'm the Community Outreach Director at Three Crosses. Today we're going to talk about how you are accountable. In 2 Corinthians 6, Paul reminds us of some amazing promises that we have through Christ. I will live with them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And again shortly after, I will be a father to you, and you will be sons and daughters to me. First John marvels at this same thing. See what great love the Father lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. So not only are we image bearers of the Holy Creator, an unimaginable thing in itself, but we are image bearers who are children of the Lord of all the universe. As Christians, we are adopted sons and daughters, purchased out of the slavery of sin by the priceless blood of Jesus Christ and justified by his sacrificial death. We have a new identity in him and a new nature. Paul points out, as for you, you are dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of the flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. So what Paul is saying is before we received our new identity in Christ, we were slaves to sin. That was our identity. And we were helpless to choose good. But because of God's great love for us, we have been justified. We have been made alive with Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. We are now freed. But we're not freed to live however we want. In Romans, Paul says, For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? By no means. So what should we do instead? To find out, let us return to the passage in 2 Corinthians, where Paul talks about these beautiful promises that we have from God, like, I will be their God, they will be my people. Well, here is the full context. He is urging the Christians to whom he is writing to live in a certain way. He says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship can light have with darkness? Or what harmony has Christ with Belial? What do righteousness and wickedness have in common? He goes on to point out that we are the very temple, the dwelling place of the living God. Therefore, Paul urges us, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. So since we are under grace, this does not mean we just do whatever we want, but instead it demands that we actively purify ourselves. Paul urges us to make lifestyle changes, not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, not to have close, intimate partnership with what is ungodly. He calls us to perfect our holiness. So apparently, the holiness that we have as believers is beautifully multifaceted. There is depths and layers to this holiness. What are these layers? We have the justification and the holiness received by Christ. 
so that Paul can greet the Corinthian church in his first letter to them by saying, To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be his holy people. And even as Paul said this, the Corinthian church had some decidedly ungodly things going on within it. And yet Paul calls them sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be his holy people. So that's the first layer to our holiness. The second layer, we are also commanded to actively pursue holiness. And this is not an add-on to the Christian faith. If you are saved, you are now accountable for holy and righteous behavior. You are called to actively root out sin. This holiness that we are called to is so important, in fact, that the writer of Hebrews states, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So to be very clear, our salvation is something that we can never, ever earn. We can never do anything to deserve the justification that we have received because of Jesus' sacrifice and his resurrection. But once we have received this justification, we are called, we are commanded to active pursuit of holiness. There is a mystery to this, but it can also be simple. James says it this way, What good is it if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? No. So also faith by itself, if it doesn't have works, is dead. And here I'm indebted to John Piper, who has talked about this and has been very helpful for me in understanding this as well. He put it very helpfully this way. James does not say here, faith is obtainable by good works or good works together with faith will get you into heaven. He doesn't say that. What he says is this. It is a simple test. It's like an equation. True faith, true salvation, will result in good works. Good works will not save you. Only acceptance of Jesus and his forgiveness will save. But faith that does not result in holy living was never faith to start with. It is simple. Where there has been salvation, there will be good works. There will be growth in holiness. Where a person has truly received the grace of God, there will be no more sitting in a life of sin. There will certainly still be sin, There has never been a a perfect Christian on this side of eternity, and there never will be. But there will be growth in holiness. So then, since we have been set free from the law of sin and death, since we have received a new identity in Christ and are the children of God marked with the seal of the Holy Spirit, let us then examine our lives and seek to cleanse ourselves from defilement of flesh and spirit out of reverence and love for God. Let us pursue holiness. I know that this is easier said than done. That is why tomorrow we will continue our conversation about the process of sanctification and discuss how we are all works in progress.